You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Pimp Cron Warhammer Podcast. This is episode 31, and I'm your host, Pimp Cron. As always, I'm joined by a bevy, I love that word, a bevy of different guests that help me with each segment. And uh, this is the first time, I think, ever that I've had somebody on to the intro, and this is Cronette. Hi, this is Cronette. And we have a lot to talk about tonight. So first off, uh, of course, this is in no particular order, as always. I have a Let's Get Brutal with a Pimp Cron, where we're continuing to flesh out the second supplement book called Lands of the Ether Realm, and it is the Psychotropics. Tonight we talk about the Sand Sea, and uh, what else are we talking about tonight, Cronet? Tonight we will also be talking about, oh, and during the real talk with Pimp Cron, we'll talk about how to cheat in Warhammer. Um, your soul will be sold a little bit with Storman. Yes, and you know, that really, really, really pains me. I have never had a segment that I have been so torn on whether or not to actually air it. And afterwards, I felt like hot garbage. And I'm like, man, McStorman, I don't know if I can air this. And he's like, just go ahead and do it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, because this potentially is really bad for our community. But you know people are doing it anyway. People are doing it anyway. And I have always been interested in, like, shysters and conmen and... Um, you know, charlatans. and It might make it more obvious for people that didn't aren't aware of it. So yes. it may actually bring more, you know, knowledge to it. So um, those type of people have always been interesting to me. How, you know, like pickpockets and just weird people that get over on other people. And um, so McStorman and I sit down and we think, uh, we come up with every single way we possibly could to manipulate your opponent or be manipulated by your opponent and cheat at the game or see somebody cheating at the game which is actually it's not that bad of an idea you know you're not it trying just, to encourage people to cheat really just maybe be aware of the, the way people do it well and you know it's funny because cheating is so antithetical to everything this show is about because it's not about winning it's about having fun it's about the hobby and blah 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 and i'm like oh my gosh i really hope i don't give anybody that didn't have these ideas these ideas but then again i'm also giving everybody the idea to look out for these things so Whatever, I'm going to have a hard time sleeping tonight. But uh, after the real talk with the Pimpcron cheating at Warhammer, we then have a, well, here's an idea with the value of bits and Loremaster Alex. If anybody knows the value of bits, it is certainly the Loremaster because of all his kit bashing and things like that. So we discuss that. What else do we have, Cronet? Uh, want that or want that not with the Shadow Spear, me and you will talk about um, the cool models or whether we want that or want that not. Yep. And I know that's the hot topic right now. And then we also have a Tesseract mailbox where we have to get on our hands and knees and apologize to a Canadian and please beg for his forgiveness because I have... You have wronged him I have in many ways. Him. Yes. He is highly disappointed with you. He was excited you. and then just sad. He was very sad. <laughs> um, and there are things he just will not put up with. Have you wronged a Canadian? <laughs> Call in, write in. <laughs> Tell us what you've done wrong. <laughs> I get messages from nearly every American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We've all wronged Canadians. <laughs> so anyway, uh, sounds like it's gonna be a fun show. It is a good fun show. Yeah, it's it's not fun for the whole family though. 
Uh, there's words that you should not share with children. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a, a um, an upcoming Tesseract mailbox that we have already recorded is is definitely not uh, <laughs> child-friendly. That's all we'll say about that. And that will be for the future. Yep. Stay tuned. All right. Well, let's get this show on the road. Thank you for being with me, Cronet. You are very welcome. Let's open the Tesseract mailbox. Welcome to another edition of the Tesseract Mailbox with me and Cronet. But this is... Well, say hi, Cronet. Hi. Okay, don't be too excited. I'm not excited. This is a very, very somber and serious occasion. We have harmed one of our listeners named Justin. and We're sorry, Justin. Yes, we're deeply sorry. And he messaged me because he messaged me a couple weeks ago and asked about where Loremaster Alex was. And I mentioned him. I forgot his name in one of the segments because it, I wasn't talking about his message. But I was like, oh, yeah, and somebody else wrote in. So I forgot his name and, and was too lazy to look it up. I also said that he was from uh, Ontario. And that apparently is wrong. So <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to make amends. And why don't you read his message? This is your formal apology. This right? is my formal apology. I have disgraced my family. I am resigning. <laughs> OK, so should I say his name? Just first name. Okay, Justin. He says, Hey, Pimpcron, I was listening through my podcast backlog and I almost had a heart attack. First, you took away my Warhammer, or I'm sorry, your Warmaster Alex goodness. He meant Loremaster, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can take that. Then you forgot my name. That's okay. <laughs> You're a busy guy. I understand. <laughs> then you said I was from Ontario. And that, sir, I cannot abide. <laughs> I am from Alberta. I work for a living. I don't know what that means. I guess that's a slur against you know, the Ontario. Okay, ins. so that's really interesting, isn't it? It is. Because, uh, like, there must be some schism between people that live in different areas. And, <laughs> and you know, kind of how we hate everybody that lives in D.C. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, so yeah. he is not from Ontario. Sorry, Justin, you are from Alberta. Anyway, he says, I work for a living. I have never been so insulted in my life. How <laughs> dare you? But in all seriousness... I was super excited. Then I was just sad. How could you, Kron? How could you? How could I indeed? I believe fair recompense yeah. would be if you talked about your favorite codex sub-faction, if that makes sense. Do you want me to uh, say, like, out of codex... Chaos Space Marines. Chaos Space Marines. My favorite legion is Emperor's Children, etc., etc., I still love the podcast, and the whole crew rocks. Much love from Alberta. In all capital letters. We have really struck a nerve, Justin. I am so sorry. So, um, that's pretty darn uh, funny. But, you know, at first that sounds absurd. But like, uh, you know, Canada's Canada. But then again, what if they said we were from Delaware? What? Good, like, lower, slower Delaware. Good God. If you, if anybody <laughs> ever thought that I live from, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, we do just typically shit on Delaware for no reason at all. <laughs> it's true. Uh, also, most of my friends from my gaming group, including Loremaster Alex, are from Delaware. So we often just talk shit about Delaware for no reason. Um, but anyway, 
Uh, I think the whole point was to tell about your codex, your sub faction. Yes, but favorites. I just I just thought it was funny that he's like all offended because you know we How said we're here. How dare you? Yeah, and I also like I said I didn't plan at all for that. I just was like, oh yeah, somebody else, and I forgot whatever. So you ask about my favorite sub factions in my armies. Now you know that I play many, 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 many different armies. So I'm gonna have a hard time remembering exactly what sub-factions I usually play because I don't take it very seriously. So uh, it's funny that you say that you like Emperor's Children because that is the number one Chaos Space Marine sub-faction that I do play when I play Chaos Space Marines. Um, I really like the effects that the um, the, the faction trait that um, Emperor's Children gives you, and I run a very uh, melee-centric Chaos Space Marines army. I don't run a whole lot of like Havoc squads or Defile. Actually, I don't even own a Defiler. Um, and things like that. So I'm very upfront in your face and whatnot for the melee of that. Um, as far as uh, something else that's fresh in my mind is that I run the Novak dynasty for my Necrons because I like to try to run armies a little differently than people expect you to play them. And Pemp uh, Pempcron uh, Necrons. It's whew. It's a long day. Uh, Necrons typically are like a gun line, you know, medium range shooty army, and but they have some seriously solid melee options. So Novak um, allows you to reroll hits when you charge or are charged, etc. And I really like Novak. So that's the one I run normally for that. When I'm playing my Primaris army, I have uh, no choice at all in what subfaction to play. I have to play Crimson Fists because I'm uh, not Crimson Fists, Imperial Fists because I have a Celestial Lions army, and they are a successor chapter to Imperial Fists. So that is no, that's a no-brainer there. And when I play Drakari, I, of course, have all three sub-factions, the Witch Cults and the uh, Cabalites and the Homunculus Covens, but by far a good 70% of my army is all focused around Homunculus Covens. I really like the Grotesques. I like the racks. I like the homunculi, um, oh, the Talos and Kronos paint engines and all of that. So I will always run those. And I typically uh, run the five up in Vol when I do that. I'm, I'm sorry, the four up in Vol, the plus one to your whatever it's called. It used to be feel no pain, but now it's just a straight up in Vol for um, homunculus covens. Sometimes I also like to uh, make entire armies out of a very small faction inside a larger faction. So in other words, for my Age of Sigmar, I have a pretty decent-sized uh, Soulblight army, which I don't actually have any uh, Blood Knights because, well, A, they're very expensive, and B, I don't really like them. So I have to just play straight death there. But um, I have a bunch of, you know, the Vargeists and Bat Swarms and Fell Bats and a Vampire and a Terrorgeist and all that. I really like that small sub-faction. I also made my own army of just Nighthaunt back before it was its own faction, uh, when it was just spirit hosts and um, kern wraiths and banshees, etc. So I, I like to take one small sliver of an army and make a full army out of it. I am also in the process of working on an all Ironweld arsenal army for uh, the Order faction. And that is a very uncommon thing to do because, you know, they, they don't have troops. You have to use troops from other units that are Order and etc. But the Ironweld army is pretty fun. And that's that's what I've been working on recently. And I think that's probably as far as I'll go. Um, I own, I forget how many, 11 40k armies and 8 Age of Sigmar or something like that. So I'm not every gonna... time I'm on, I learn something new about you and how much you've put into this. <laughs> We've already been through this. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, thank you for writing in, Jordan, uh, from Ontario. 
and Alberta. <laughs> He's from it's, Alberta. It's also, it's also Justin. I'm just joking. So <laughs> Justin from Alberta. I promise I will not mess it up again. So thank you very much for writing in, and thank you always for listening. And that's it for real talk. I mean, not real talk. Tesseract mailbox. <laughs> Thanks for being on, Cronet. Thanks, you're welcome. Want that or want that not? Hey, Cronet, you know what time it is? Uh, no, what time is it? It is Want That or Want That Not on the Pimp Cron Warhammer podcast. Mm, awesome. So today we are going to be covering the talk of the town, which is Shadow Spear. Mm, talk of your town. Yes. Uh, you could not be less interested, but... I will say the paint jobs on them are really cool. Yeah, they come unpainted, though. You know that. Well, I have, you know, I, I don't I don't paint models, <laughs> so I just assume everybody's come this way. No. So, um, that explains why some years don't look that good. None of mine look this good. <laughs> uh, so Shadow Spear is half Primaris and half Chaos, and they're all new models. There is not one already used model in this. Okay. Even the units that already existed, such as the Chaos Space Marine troops, um, are new models. So uh, we'll start with the um, Primaris Marines. Mm-hmm. And um, do you like these models? What do you think of them? That sort of thing. Okay, so I'm obviously not a Warhammer player, but I love the guy with the cape. I think that is this a guy? no the other guy. This guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty cool. So he's the um he's the psyker guy. Oh, is he a psyker? Yeah, he's he's a actually psyker. really cool looking. I mean his I know you guys can pose him in different directions, but the the These are probably, model has a lot of ability for variation of colors and design and it's just really cool. It has a lot of movement to it. Mm-hmm. Um the funny thing is, is he really looks like whether he's saying, I'm crushing your head. Mm. Or a lot of people have put a fedora on him and said, "Milady," You yeah. know, tip your uh, hat, milady. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's actually a pretty cool model. There's a lot of movement to him, all of his ribbons and his cape and all that. Um, then there's also this guy, which is the leader of this stealth unit. I have not even looked enough to care what these people are called. Uh, but uh, it's so funny because he is supposed to be the epitome of stealth. Like he's this amazing leader of this stealth squad of these vanguard people of, of space Marines. Right. Mm-hmm. And people zoomed in on his face and he looks like he's screaming <laughs> and they highlighted, you know, the most stealthy person ever. Mm-hmm. And then they zoom in on that face and it's just, <laughs> well, he looks like an old GI Joe, you know, the gun is up in the air and he the does. fingers out in front. I mean, he's got a lot of cool little things hanging off of him. I wouldn't think that would add to his stealthiness, but uh, he does look like an old G.I. Joe, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He doesn't actually do much for me. Um, I mean, I think he's okay, but I don't I don't think... Uh, do the bases come like that? Uh, yeah, that probably does, yeah. That's pretty neat with the stone under his foot and his foot up a little yep. bit. Let's see if the Psyker guy had... Yeah, he had a, a stone under his foot, too. So, um, Psyker guy, I'm definitely wanting. Yeah. The, uh, this other guy, the leader of the Vanguard is kind of blah. Yeah. I don't see see anything that jumps out as being really cool on him. Not really. Now, these are a bunch of stealth guys that he, you know, like, that's basically his troops. And honestly, I find these models to be a bit busy. I do. There's a lot of, a lot of intricate parts. So if you don't like painting, this would not be a good, good model for you. Like, these would not be good models if you hated painting. They just seem so busy. He doesn't have one knife. He has two knives. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Then he's got, you know, um, buckles on the side. He's got buckles on his chest. He's got some sort of double lens on the side of his head. And he's got a visor and an antenna and a gas mask. And uh, a, some a, sort of control panel. A and, control yeah. panel. And um, a, a hose going, you know, like a wire going to that. And he's got multiple scopes on the gun. And 
Good God. It like, does seem just... like a lot. Like, it, I mean, if they got rid of all the extra stuff, I'm sure it could be really easy to paint. But with all that stuff, I can't imagine somebody that, you know, it would take a lot of time to put any detail onto it. I don't think this is a bad model. I don't think these look bad. But they're just very, very busy. busy. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? No, I agree with that. Um, now, uh, these are the, they have like some sort of sniper rifle. And people that, say that they're replacing. That looks like a flamer. No, no, it's sniper rifle. Oh, okay. And, um. Uh, these I actually like better than the other people. Mm -hmm. um, the guys with the cloaks on. And um, they are much simpler, you can see. I mean, they have some pouches and things like that. But they actually have camo cloaks, like they're supposed to be stealthy. Uh, one thing I really like about them is they have a um, like a, a camo thing wrapped around their backpack. Do you see that there? Yeah. Like, they're trying to cover up their bright colors. And I think that's pretty cool. I mean, the pose, he, he's holding, like, uh, what is it called? Like a binocular, viewfinder yeah, like binoculars. A view, yeah, binoculars. That's, I mean, that's pretty cool. The problem is, and I find this with a lot of them, so it's like they're going into battle, but they're not always in battle, like, forms. Like, they're not. They're just kind of, and that's... Like, they're chilling. They're, like, chilling. Like, hey, guys, it, how's life <laughs> treating you? It's kind of like this Green Army Men, where, like, everybody loves the guys that are, like, hunched over with, like, a, a, a Thompson machine gun or whatever, or they love, like, the, uh, the the rocket launcher guy. But nobody loves the dude with both of his arms in the air like he's surrendering. <laughs> like, who the hell plays with that guy? Uh. Um, so, uh, the next one is a highly controversial unit. Is he jumping? Uh, he's He's got these, um like, a jump pack, basically. He flies. And they have these giant-ass... Uh, that's a massive gun. That's a massive gun to be airborne with, don't you think? I would think it would, yeah, I would think it would be an issue. Now, this has, I don't know if you've been smelling smoke lately or not, but this model, these three models that come in this box set, have literally set the internet on fire because people are, like, taking the piss out of them left and right. They hate these models. These models are stupid, blah, blah, blah. If I'm being honest, I actually really like these models and these jump pack models with the big auto cannon things. They are my favorite models of the Primera side of this box. Um, I agree. I mean, I like yet again. I like them. Yeah. Like this has a lot of like you said dynamic uh, movement look to it. Uh huh. So that brings us to the other half of the Shadow Spear box, which is the Chaos Space Marines. Now, uh, this comes with a bunch of just regular Chaos Space Marines, but they've been in need of a new model kit for a long time. Um, so these are updated. They look better. Um, some people said they're a little bit bigger than the regular Space Marines, but they're supposed to just be Chaos Space Marines. And um, uh, you've got a new leader here. You've got new obliterators, which that's the talk of the town. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, you've got that crawler, the, the Chaos Crawler. So um, this is the new uh, Demonkin, uh, what's-his-name guy. I think it's his official name, the what's-his-name guy. I like, I like what's-his-name. Yeah. The horns and the flames. And the flames. Yeah. And the, he's holding like a burning skull or something. And he's up in the air. If you look closely, like he's hovering or he's jumping. Oh, you're right. Yeah. With his cape. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's pretty neat. That is a pretty sweet model. I really, really like that model. The hanging skulls. Yeah. Off his cape. Like that doesn't seem practical. Here's the big old dune crawler. Now this is a pretty sweet looking model. Um, what do you think of it? Um... I just it call looks, it a dune crawler. It's a, it's a chaos crawler. It's not it a dune It looks crawler. like a hermit crab. It do? Um, or something with a football helmet on it. Is it supposed to be like a living creature? It's like, it's a demon engine. You see how it's got fleshy parts and robotic parts? Yeah. They like, um, they, they use, uh, machinery and flesh and craft this monster and then put demons in it. The backside looks a little bit, but like the vagina grenade I made a couple years ago. Oh yeah. Vagina grenade. 
That was a that was a fan favorite at the local store. Uh, back before tier, this is way off topic, but now that you've mentioned it, I can't just leave everybody hanging. They'd be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't originally supposed to be the vagina grenade, but somebody so nicely named it. So uh, years ago, I used to cast things with uh, Umu plastic, two part plastic, and uh, they did not. This was years ago before Tyranids had had their um, uh, Tyrannocyte drop drop pods, but they had an entry for drop pods, but they didn't have a model. So my uh, wife here is very good at sculpting, so she sculpted me this really cool-looking... Uh, it kind of was in the shape of like a pineapple, like a SpongeBob's house, kind mm-hmm. of. It was like fatter at the bottom and smaller at the top. And it had all these frills and gills and ruffles and whatever, and there was like an opening on the side of it. And which you said you wanted it to look like something had ripped out of the inside had burst of out of this thing, because yeah. that's what they do. And uh, then I brought it to the store and I, I was all excited about it. And I was like, hey, look at this because I cast it. I cast multiple of them. And the first thing out of everyone's mouth was, oh, is that a vagina grenade? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's one of those things you can't unsee. I'm like, you're right. That's a vagina <laughs> grenade. I can- well, the color you had used, too, was probably not the best color to go with. Yeah, it was a very pink, fleshy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, anyway, that was anyway, a vagina. But grenade. that does. I mean, the now. I mean, you can use whatever color you want. But the way they have it painted here in front of us, it's definitely looks questionable there. Yeah, it reminds me of a black widow. With, yeah, I could see the black widow with the big round butt. I think that's probably what they were going for too. Yeah, it's a pretty neat looking model. To I me, like it, it looks like it wear, it's wearing a football helmet. It, it really does. All right, now now are the obliterators. Like I said, this is the big talk of the town for the chaos side of it obliterators have always had a pretty crappy model and mm-hmm. i myself love obliterators a lot of people love obliterators and um these are pretty sweet looking models they're all beefy now and bigger they got multiple weapons and whatnot do you like this or do you not like this i personally do not like it you i don't, don't like the teeth coming out of the one gun the teeth around the face thingy and then its body being like 12 times bigger than its head um yeah, I don't... And the toes coming out the bottom of its shoes. Oh, you don't like those cute little toes? Oh, well, <laughs> those little piggies. No, I don't. I, I, To me, this one does not jump out to me. Like, I would not want to buy this one. Okay. I would this, not want to paint this one, but I wouldn't want to buy it either. This one I really like. The obliterators are really, really cool. But honestly, these big fleshy tubes running up the back of this obliterator are very off-putting to mm. me. Also, he's got like a diaper on. Look at his little, look at his little undies there. They're like metallic undies. (laughs) I don't know, man. I love this model from the front. Um, Now, this is something that everyone is excited about. These new possessed models. And that's really cool looking. Honestly, I'm not just trying to be argumentative. Everybody loves these models. And I kind of just think they're meh. I like the claw thingy. Like yet again, this brings so much dynamic movement. Mm-hmm. You know, going into he's it, he's got hooves. He's got hooves. He's running. He's got this claw arm knife thingy. Yeah, you know that he looks like he's about to swipe somebody in the face with. Like it's pretty cool. Say they've got um, all kinds actually, of mouths from and stuff. behind. Like he actually looks better b- from behind, kind of like a butterface. Okay, <laughs> okay. Actually, I'm gonna 100% agree with you. He looks a lot this better guy, from behind than he does from the front. Before he, before he, yeah. So this is the guy that you. uh What's that? So the obliterators, we love to watch them come, but we hate to watch them leave because they ugly on the back with their little <laughs> diaper and their flushy tubes. This guy, you actually want to walk away because this guy is pretty cool. Look at the tongues coming out of his backpack. Like that's... Yeah, that's that's pretty That is looking. pretty cool. And then, I mean, he, then you say something to him. You're like, hey, 
holla at your boy. And they turn around and you're like, oh, <laughs> uh, I didn't say that. It was somebody else. That's when I blame it on uh, just James. Nope, it was just James that was talking. Yeah. War, ma- War Master Alex. L- Lore Master Alex, yeah, so. Um, now these are these next models are just the regular cast Space Marines. Um, they got a new one with a uh, Hades auto cannon. Blah blah blah. That guy's pretty cool looking. Um, yeah, I mean the the new cast Space Marines. I mean he's nothing special to write home about, but he he looks pretty cool. Yeah. So overall, everybody is losing their effing minds about this box set because there's so much to love, there's so much to hate, there's so much stuff to meh, mm. and. Overall, I think it's a pretty good box set. For $175, you're getting a lot of stuff. And all of these, not one of these is a recycled model. Even if it's an existing unit, it's brand new sculpts, which is a big draw for a lot of people. Overall, do you like this box set? Would you give it a thumbs up or thumbs down overall? I would give it a thumbs up. I think it's definitely a, it's got some really cool models. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously stuff that you've never seen before, but it is also for new players or people that want to get started in an army, not necessarily... It is a good start to, yeah. to an army. I would think it looks... I mean, I don't know what the point values are for each side, but it looks like it could f- have a pretty good game and start somebody off right. So overall, I think I'm a thumbs up for this, but it's a thumbs up. Uh, it's a want that, but with reservations because there are a lot of things in this box that I think are very blah. They don't jump out to you. They don't, you know, talk to you or say that they're anything fancy. No, but if they end up selling those flyboys with the auto cannons for Primaris Mm -hmm. in a separate box, I would definitely get them for my Primaris uh, Celestial Lions. I'd give it a, I'd give it an eight out of 10. Now, here's an idea. For this episode's Want That or Want That Not, Pimpcron is joined by Loremaster Alex. How's it going? And we both have something near and dear to us. Um, it's both a uh, public service announcement, and it's also some ideas. So first and of all, and slight arousal. Yes. Um, so everybody knows that Loremaster Alex likes to uh, customize his models with bits and things like that. Uh, I want to discuss bits because just recently um, I was trying to, you know, make this Grey Knights army and whatnot. That's what I've been working on, and. I I don't actually have bits bins like you do. You have actual bins of snipped bits from all different... Hordes. Yes. Hordes of bits. Yes. We've made big trades before where I trade you bags of bits for actual models because you like the bits so much. Yeah. And um, that's why all your models are so varied. You've got, you've got Age of Sigmar bits in there. You've got third-party bits in there. You've got different bits from different armies. You know, like, oh, this my guardsman has an Adeptus Mechanicus metal leg and uh, whatever, you yeah. know. Um, when I wanted to kind of give my sniper rifles a bit more of like a rustic appeal, I used some parts from the uh, Skatari Ranger guns. Oh, yeah? Clipping them down and modifying, adding in like the long barrel to the front of a LAS gun, nice. shaving and trimming. And it and it, you'd be surprised what you can squeeze out with bits, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, it seems like a lot of people when they're done assembling their models, they throw away, discard, give away their bits. Um and in the past, I have done that too, like just giving away, but like, I'm never going to use this. I'm done building this kit and, and give it away or whatever. Yeah. Um, or just throw it away. Like there's some things left on the sprue and I'm like, eh, screw it. And I just throw it away. And that comes back to bite me every single time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, when I'm at the game store most days, you know, I usually don't get to play 
much of the time because either I'm working on something or you know I'm not ready to come out onto the table with my stuff. Uh huh. Well, plus, I mean, playing's not your favorite part anyway. You like the hobby and the kit bashing and all that anyway. And, and the lore. Yeah. Don't forget about the lore. Yeah, you should be called Bitsmaster. <laughs> it's a bit too close, like Bitchmaster, but. I mean, well, seeing the fact that you all beat me down verbally when I'm at the game <laughs> store anyway, I figure that actually kind of sounds better than Lore Master. Yeah. And I know uh, John in uh, Virginia would agree. John in Virginia? Oh, oh, that John from Shorehammer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like a cuck. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, you know, I, I literally just pour the bits out onto my bed, and when I go to sleep, I just throw myself onto them and, you know... <laughs> Scrooge McDuck style swim through them. Yes. You know what I mean? Like DuckTales. Dive right into it. Yeah. Um, but in fairness, I've always loved having bits. And whenever I'm at the game store playing, or not playing, but just hobbying, I'm working there with other guys. And like, oh, I'm done with these models. And I'm like, ooh, can I have those bits? Yep. Yep. And it's actually came in, in handy because I don't know, many people who play miniatures games over that probably heard about Gasland, which yes. is... Taking Hot Wheels cars and turning them into Mad Max abominations. I'm trying to think of what company that is. Osprey Games? Yeah, Osprey Games. I think Games. it's Osprey. Yeah, and they were inspired, of course, by Steve Jackson's Car Wars. Yeah. But, um, you know, I started doing that hobby as well, and it came in handy because I went to my Dollar General, dropped five bucks, bought five Hot Wheels cars. <laughs> really cool ones, too, like the Dodge Charger, which is like, you know, my dream muscle car. Uh-huh. And just modify the crap out of them with like orc, savage orc bits. So I put like all the spear tips and stuff. Oh, yeah. How I clipped them off and put them on the back. So I gave like a spiked rear of the back of the car. That's cool. I put the spears going through the windshield like they're like he's trying to just javelin people as he's driving by. Uh-huh. The big shooters and stuff like that. I was able to mount on the side like cannons. You know what I mean? Missiles, all that kind of stuff. And even incorporating stuff from the Imperial Guard and stuff from Space Marine units too, like the bolt guns and mm-hmm. other other things like using the armor and stuff on the side of a dreadnought, putting that on the side of the window, like armored plating, hillbilly armor. Uh-huh. You know? It, like, the it, it, you, what you can do with your bits is only, sh- sh- like, shortened by your imagination. Yeah, only limited. Yeah. Yeah. Only limited by your imagination, and um, now I'm not much of a kit basher. You know that. I mean, I'm I'm not. I mean, I, I like it kind of, but the assembly of models kind of bores me. Like yeah. I know you love it, but I, I'm just not my thing, really. Well, I mean, you always have. You've always come to me before on other occasions and asked me to like, hey, to, to get what's your, your advice. Things, yeah. yeah. Well, also you you've built a lot of things for me too, specifically my orcs. Oh yeah, um, the weird boy, the weird boy, the war pain bike boy of the apocalypse. Bike. Yeah, all that. So, um, you know, I think because I just don't. I don't know. I people's brains work in different ways so that's you know that's the way it is and you have a, a skill for that so the point would be is that you should never ever ever throw away your bits um because you will probably need them elsewhere and if nothing else you can at least use them as currency with lore master alex to trade for actual models or sexual favors it's funny because he uh do you remember when we traded for the stormcast yeah, yeah. i remember you're like Hey, I was originally going to give you cash for this, but instead, can I give you like six Tupperware boxes full of bits? And I said, you had me at, you had me at six Tupperware boxes. And it was a lot. Yeah. It was not. Yeah. Dude, like, like remember I was talking about all that Savage Orc stuff. That was from that trade. Oh, was it? Yeah. A lot Uh, of those Savage Orc stuff I got was from that trade we did. And you've seen those cars from, from Gaslands. Yeah. They look great, right? Yeah. Also, um, 
uh, Just James had you kit bash him some, you know, those mini Imperial Knights. Yeah, from, I uh, chaos them for him. Yeah, you made and him. He chaos. wanted them to be like one for each god of chaos. Yep, and it came out killer. Let me tell it, you, it really did. They look yeah. awesome. So I guess the public service announcement is is that why don't you not throw away your bits? Just keep them to the side. Either keep them in bits trays like Loremaster has them. Keep them on the sprue like I have them. I feel like in the arms of an angel should be playing in the background of this <laughs> this service announcement. If your bits are if you're cold, your what, bits are cold. What would you do if your bits were in front of you right now? And uh, so it's just you know um, a slow montage of bits like in a trash can, in the and, arm, yeah. being stomped on, in a mud you know, puddle. Yeah, yeah. One being melted down too close to the <laughs> fireplace. You know what I mean. One warping on a dash in a car in the yeah. hot sun. In the arms <laughs> of an angel. Anyway. So, but anyway, don't throw your extra stuff away. It will bite you in the ass every single time. And if you do throw away your bits, check your closet for the boogie, Alex. <laughs> anyway, thank you for being on Lore Master. Thanks for having me, guys. See ya. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pentcron. All right, our main topic tonight is me and Mick Storman, and uh, say hello to the people, Mr. Mick Storman. Hello, people. There you go. Yeah. He said it real breathy-like. It was hot. Um, so what was that new thing where the, um, it's, it's, it's a fad now where you talk really soft? Oh, there's a word for it. Or people, um, um, they clack their nails yeah, on a table. Uh, it's called something. Something like that. Yeah. People really get awful, and I don't understand. I don't, I don't know either. It's very weird. They did it for the Super Bowl commercial. There was a commercial just like that. Uh, yeah. Beer. Yeah, that's weird. Actually, it's funny because we're sitting there, we're sitting there watching the Super Bowl, and that commercial comes on. My parents are like, "What the hell is this?" Must <laughs> be a young person. Thing. Yeah, if you had Brooks had to explain. Yeah, people are into sounds. I don't know. They're it's called weird. mental orgasms. Really? Yeah, it's like a mental orgasm. What the hell? I don't. I, whatever. All right. So this is a topic I never ever thought that I would cover ever. Because it it actually really pains me. It's unethical. It, it absolutely is unethical. It pains me to actually say this out loud. Because, you know, our podcast is uh, about being, um, you know, creative and being uh, casual and fluffy and not yeah. about winning and all that. But I have for years thought of anybody that sits down and thinks about things, right? And I sit down and think about things a lot, like philosophically and whatever. Um, I'm certain somebody at some point has sat down and thought, you know, if I were to rob a bank, I'd do it this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they don't go out there and rob a bank. They just go, oh, I would pull off this heist like this or whatever. Well, anybody that plays me and knows me knows that I am absolutely not a cheater. Um, matter of fact, I don't even play powerful armies because I want, I personally want to beat you. It's a matter of, a matter of pride for me. So if I can beat you with a weaker army... I'm much more proud of that. If I bring some cheesy ass army and then roll you over, I get no enjoyment out of that. So yeah, it's not fun. In the same vein, I would not get any enjoyment over cheating. If if I ever do cheat, i.e., get rules wrong, mm-hmm. it's usually always not in my favor. Like I'll forget, you know, that I can do something or whatever. So anybody that knows me knows that I absolutely do not condone cheating. Don't like it whatsoever. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have had some ideas rattling around in my brain for a while 
and I don't really want to. I feel so bad putting this out in the ether, putting it out in the community to give people ideas. To give people ideas. Open up Panera's box. Yes, Panera's box. <laughs> Panera's bed. <laughs> pa- Pan- Panera's bread box. Pandora. Yeah, sorry. Pandora. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway, this is McStorman and I have been sitting here agonizing for about ten minutes now, and I'm going, ah, oh, should I record this? It kills me inside to record this, but. The way I see it is I've been wanting to write an article about this for literally years in things that ways that you could be a total asshole and cheat at this game. But uh, if I write an article about it, tens of thousands of people will read it. Yeah. And that is disseminating it much more into the community than on my podcast. Um, Now, of course, I expect that number of listeners to go up as it is continually going up, but it is still not in the tens of thousands like it would be on Bell of All Souls. So, I feel like if I'm going to do an article or a topic on cheating, I should do it on here because I get to get my idea out, but I don't, I'm not giving it to all the people, you know? So, let's start with the age-old idea of loading your dice. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Okay, so do you have any ideas on loading your dice? There's three ways that we have found. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like the concept of it because it's, it's very easy to get away with it. Because uh-huh. most people use their own dice anyway. Uh-huh. So if you keep using your own dice, no one's ever going to feel the difference because they're not using your dice. Yes. It would be a perfect way to hide it. It is because it is the way everyone operates. Everyone has their own dice is what I see in place of game. So okay. It would be a very so easy way to, to cover it up. All right, so um, do you remember one of the three ways to load your dice? Yeah, one was, was it, you take a drill bit and you drill into one of the holes and you can put a bunch, on one die, you can put a bunch of lead weights in it. Mm-hmm. And then that's one way you can do it. So basically, of course, you want sixes to show up. Yeah. So what you would do is you would take a tiny drill bit and drill out the one, which is on the opposite side of the six. Yeah. And in that one, you could stack like two or three little lead weights and then glue it and seal it shut and repaint it. Mm-hmm. So that your the weight would tend to be on the bottom, which means six is on top. Yep. Another way that we saw to do it. Now, admittedly, we have not tried any of this. So I'm just taking these websites word for it. I don't know if they work necessarily. Logic would dictate that they would work. Yeah. But who knows? Um, another one that we saw was how to... Uh, we were actually Google searching something entirely different. And mm-hmm. then we saw a guide, how to weight your dice. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> oh, this is gold. <laughs> So uh, another one was to melt your dice. So apparently you um, you put your oven to 200 degrees Fahrenheit and you put your dice uh, facing up the way you want them to face up. Yeah. And then put them in for, I don't remember the time amount, but you put them in for a while and apparently as the dice get soft, the molecules in it will start settling down because of gravity. Yeah. And then you don't really see much of a difference in the outside of the dice but inside, it's denser on the bottom. Yep. So that's interesting. Um, and then, of course, the third version was the opposite of what McStorman just said, where instead of weighting the bottom, you lighten the top. Yeah. So then you're going to, what they showed was, drill the six pips out of the six and then fill them with hot glue or whatever you want, something that's light. Um, and uh, actually, you might want not want to fill the holes at all. You would just cover them over and repaint them. Yep. So... Those are the three ways to weight your dice, and I think it's totally ignorant. Uh, 
but that's how you do it. Yeah, my strategy too is don't do all your dice. Just do like three or four, or depending how many dice you're rolling. Don't do if you do them all, it'll be too obvious. Because if you keep getting sixes, it's kind of like come on, like you're yeah. not that lucky. Um, so of course. I would hope none of you would actually use any of these tactics, and I have personally never used any of these, but these are just ideas. I can, and... I can always see someone, like, they say they lost their job, they're getting a divorce, their kids are gone, and I can see someone like, oh, my life's so shitty, I'm just going to start cheating a Warhammer from here on out, <laughs> I just don't care anymore. That is the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I can see it, though, I can see someone like, that. I lost everything Screw it. You are a grown damn person. You should not be cheating at this toy game. Unless your wife divorces you. Um, yeah. Or something. I was playing with my way, my, my friend Josh the other night, and he rolled the worst I have ever seen a human being roll ever. <laughs> I mean, it was just terrible. And I was thinking, wow, he could use some weighted dice. <laughs> so anyway, according to people online, you can also buy loaded dice for about $5 per dice. Which is a lot. Which is a lot. If you have, like, rolling 20 die but honestly if you're this pathetic yeah. that you're gonna yeah. cheat at this game uh i just recently had an article about a dude that cheated the shit out of our game at a tournament uh-huh and oh he pissed me the fuck off but anyway um all he did was cheat and he was bad at it by the way but um we, um james and i were basically tabling him uh-huh. like he was almost wiped H- off the table how's he cheating like what do he do is so obvious well, well the the article goes into it, and I know a lot of my listeners are also my readers, so uh-huh. I don't want to go completely into yeah. it. But like he would, um, he would over measure. He'd measure five inches for movement, uh-huh. and then take the tape away and move like six or seven. Uh-huh. And then he would say he would look down and see how many people had line of sight to uh-huh. the, to my people, and he'd go, "Oh, all of them have line of sight." And when I was like, "Wait a second. So I started walking around the table, and all of a sudden he goes, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" And he bends over and goes, "Oh, oh, it's it's, it's actually it's not fifteen, ah, it's twelve, it's twelve. Well, anus. Yeah. And um, he also kept picking up his misses. He'd he'd need like three or higher to hit, uh-huh. and he'd pick up two or three twos. Oh. And I'm like, "Whoa, you're picking up misses!" And he goes, "Oh, no, no, I knocked those over." I'm like, <laughs> so I ended up having to help him, quote unquote, uh-huh. pick up his dice because uh-huh. he was way cheating. Yeah. So. I would have barred him, like, you're done. Cheat and roll you out. Because gambling, they throw you out, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And people said I should have called the T.O. and all that. The mm-hmm. T.O. is not going to watch every move this dude makes. I'm yeah. sorry. He's yeah. just not going to. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Uh, so, honestly, I think this is ex- incredibly deplorable to cheat at this stupid-ass game. And it still pains me inside that I'm even talking about this. But, you know, it's a topic. I think it's interesting. I think yeah, I agree. You and I could be talking right now about how we would rob a bank if we were to do that, right? Yeah. And people would listen. It doesn't mean we're going to do it either, you know. And it doesn't mean any of them will yeah. either. So I, I'm trying to rationalize this yeah. and not feel so bad. No, it's all right. But going to the other other idea, that's okay. pretty good. So um, I had never used uh, Best Coast Pairings before the app, and because I'm, I'm not a tournament person, so... I recently went to a tournament and I had to, you know, make an account and log in. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, just James and I realized that we were put because we were a brand new player and neither one of us had ever used it. Yeah. uh, We had no record and it teams you up with people of your same skill. So if you were a good player, you could just erase your profile and start a new profile for every single tournament. And we noticed that we were on like the third from last table starting out, like lowest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was all these people that we talked to our opponents and they're like, oh, yeah, we didn't have the app either. 
So you get table, you get put with the people with bad scores. Uh-huh. So if you really wanted to, you could make a new thing. Now, of course, it's supposed to keep your track record, and yeah. that's why people do that for bragging rights. Oh, yeah. I've got thirteen wins or whatever. Yeah. But if you really only were a dickhead and Just only care about cared winning about tournaments. winning tournaments, yeah. you could make a new profile for every single tournament. And as long as you're going to tournaments that nobody knows you, yeah. then, hey, be a dickhead. You're pathetic. Yeah. Right? Um, did you have something to say? I'd say it looked it look pretty damn odd. Like, say you're last place and you beat the, the best opponent. It's kind of like, hmm. But it would be kind of funny though. Like I was the worst player here, and I won. Yeah, this is this. Like I said, I I feel like I should just be apologizing during this entire segment yeah. because it's it's so shitty for us to even to be talking about it. But you know what? Whatever. So, um, well, one thing you could do too. What? You could take a tape measure and you know one inch make make each one inch like actually an inch and a quarter mm-hmm. or inch and a half. Okay. Um. There is actually. You know what? I just remembered this. Uh huh. There is such thing as a t- standard tape measure, uh-huh. and then there is an engineer's tape measure uh-huh. that is split into tenths of a foot, oh. not yeah, tenths. twelfths. Yeah, tenths, which would be a little bit, yeah, different. So there. each one is each inch is like an inch and an eighth, or yeah. inch and a quarter. Yeah. So you end up it, and all it has marked on it is you know one inch, two yeah. inch, three mm-hmm. inch, or one, two, three, but it's actually tenths of a foot, not twelfths of a foot. Yeah. So you're getting, you know. Yeah. Uh. I mean, that'd be a way to do it, another way. Yes. Um, so you could do that, too, if you're, once again, a pathetic dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> so we had that thought, or actually, I had that thought. And uh, not that I would ever do it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, what else? What else could you do for uh, cheating? I mean, there's always that bullshit stuff like that guy was doing where you overmeasure yeah, and all that. And, and nah, don't, don't play on people checking you, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what you could also do? Yeah. Is that if you really care about winning, yeah, you can play the charlatan. Okay, you can hustle oh, the hustle. other opponent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you basically oh, woe is me, I'm so weak. Oh, I don't know my army. I just started, and you look at your book a lot. Uh-huh. Like you're like, okay, uh, my range is uh, and you flip through your book, and you're everything's real apologetic, uh-huh. and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't know what I'm doing, and and you got to ask them favors and all that, and then you fucking crush them yeah. is what you do. See, I don't like really to say it's more of like a hustle-like strategy because you're using your opponent's overconfidence against yeah. them. Because naturally, if someone, if I'm talking to someone, if I'm playing someone, even in a tournament, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I'm new to my army, I would go, oh, and I'd go easier on them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you're a nice person. Yeah. And, and, a lot, and a lot of people are like, oh, okay, he's new at this. I'm not going to cream him too bad. I'll do a different way so of yep. killing him in you know, a couple turns or yep. a couple rounds. No, I, I mean that, I, I don't. I mean that's borderline cheating, I guess, because I mean hustling. It's just it's a way of winning. It's just a strategy in a way. Uh, you, every tournament should treat it as though they're the best opponent you're playing. If you want to, you know, be real about it. Oh, absolutely. A tournament should be no holds barred. Yeah, you exactly. should kick their ass, and yep. that's that. Although I can't do that. Like, um, like at local tournaments, uh-huh. like in our store in the past. Yeah. I always have been like. Oh, go ahead, you yeah. know, and, and oh, you can do that when you forgot or yeah. what? I'm just. But realistically, if you made a move and you can't call back, though, you can't like take that back. Then you shouldn't. Yeah. No, but I'm too soft for that. I yeah. can't. Well, just like uh, no, well, nothing I just remembered uh, in, um, in chess tournaments, and I don't think it's really cheating, but use it as a distraction. You have like a really colorful flag on the table, which you ought to have a flag on your table, or wear like a really crazy looking shirt that has like multiple colors on it. Really? And just it just gives enough where it distracts the player because they're constantly looking at this colorful shirt. 
that they're wearing. What if you had like a so uh, obnoxiously? This is going to be sexist, but what if you had a nude woman and a nude man on your shirt? Make things fair. That would definitely distract the <laughs> opponent. If you think about that, that would be pretty distracting. Actually, just yeah. a big old ding dong on yeah. your shirt. Yeah. Like seriously, a big old ding dong on your shirt is no. going to be distracting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, th- think about it. Like even painting your miniatures like really like bright yellow, like the bright yellow, like um. Uh, you work on the roadside on the highway, yeah. You neon green, yep. Something that's really obnoxiously bright that kind of messes with you. Well, something else you could do. This this gives me an idea. Hmm. Is that just the other day I was playing Just James uh-huh. and he had a unit of termagants for Tyranids that were gray. He uh-huh. did not paint them, uh-huh. and they were in a building that was also gray. Yeah. And I entirely did not see them. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Camouflage he, works. He, he all of a sudden comes out and shoots me. And I'm like, where the hell did they come from? Uh-huh. I didn't even see them. <laughs> so if you wanted to, you could make all of your entire army, regardless of what it is. Yeah. Make it like browns and grays and real like muted colors. Yeah. And it would be a hard time. No, I, I, speaking of that, if you say you're playing in a tournament, are you allowed to? During a tournament, are you allowed to switch out your army at all, or you got to keep the same army through the whole tournament? So you're thinking of like a magic sideboard, something like in, that. In I a guess. magic tournament, yeah. you can have a sideboard of cards. Well, I'm, I'm getting a little bit. What about this though? Not, not, not necessarily a sideboard, but say that I, I use the same army, and I know the best player here is Joe, for example. He's the best. He wins like every tournament. Mm-hmm. Say you're playing armies, you play armies, you get to the final guy. Can you switch out your, your same as that army with the same color scheme as his army? Oh, you know what? Most tournaments would have no rules against that. Yeah, that would be really confusing. Like you, that would same, be identical paints, identical style. Because as long as you're sa- using the same models, the same yeah, equipment, same models. and the same list. Yeah. Although that'd be really situational, but it'd be, it, and it, yeah, yeah, it'd be very situational, but it'd be very hard to like fight fighting against an army that looks identical to yours. Also, what if um there's a, a couple years ago I actually uh made a, a clear resin space marine ish mm-hmm. model. Um and I was trying to make ghosts ghost uh-huh. space marine space space marine. <laughs> and um uh it actually came out pretty neat. Mm-hmm. I I sculpted this space marine ghost thing yeah. and I cast it in clear resin. I wonder if you did clear resin army. Uh-huh. Yeah, like you, that would be hard to see. Yeah, almost like, and same thing with like a zebra stripes depth perception. If you have them all yep. grouped together and they're all stripes in different directions, the yep. depth perception. Even though I mean, it just give a little, little extra thing for them not to focus on. Yeah, or it'd be hard for them to concentrate on like, oh, I could hit this guy definitely. If I move here, I know I could probably hit him. In reality, they're two inches too short. True. From hitting them, it's just like a clear army or striped army with a bunch of stripes on them. True. Also, you know what you could do is because everything is usually measured base to base, uh-huh. they buy, they sell clear bases. Uh-huh. Oh, so that might also throw off, yeah. oh, I need... Now, this is the addition, unfortunately, for this strategy, uh-huh. is pre-measure. You yeah. can pre-measure anything. But a lot of times people won't. I'll yeah. look at something and I'll go, oh, it's four inches yeah, or I whatever. Yeah, four inches, and in reality they're not. And they might not be. Yeah. Um, and that, one, that could be a make or break for a game. That could win you the game or... Yep. Another way to help che- out. another way to cheat in this game would be that okay in older editions terminators which are like bigger models uh-huh. they came on little 25 millimeter bases like everything else did uh-huh. well later on they changed to 40 millimeter bases okay but GW has always had this policy where you can use whatever base the model came on uh-huh. so people when when bases mattered more for uh, like template purposes you yeah. could drop a template on somebody. In tournaments, the the cheesy ass people would use the old metal terminators on the tiny bases, 
so that you would get less yeah you know you would um there was less area if the thing scattered off the unit Mm -hmm. then that's a good way to do it too yeah it's still cheesy ass stuff though also block and line of sight so we have um scale creep Uh in this game where they're slowly making space marines larger and larger and larger Uh well the old space marines are tiny in comparison so if you use all the tiny uh, tiny dreadnoughts that were metal, yeah. the tiny bikers, the tiny space marines, the tiny terminators, all this stuff is smaller. Yeah. You can get out of line of sight a lot better because they're shorter. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to think if there was there anything else I mentioned to you no, that you could the, do the, the dice, the um, the tape the, measure, the website, the, yeah, or the app. God, I feel like hot garbage talking about this. Because honestly, I've never done literally any of these things. I've lost everything. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to the tournament. I'm not going to shave and shower. I'm just going to cheat. And... You know what? Um, so, um, I if that really is it, I feel like a total piece of crap after this segment. Uh, and I feel really bad. Oh, really cool. Speaking of this, if you guys got any good cheating stories that are funny that you've seen people do or that you got away with, um, let us know. It'd be kind of fun to read them on, uh, on, on the on the podcast because there's some really good cheating stories people have yeah um, or see somebody so blatantly obviously cheating that's hysterical and if you do call somebody cheating should should we should you be allowed to beat them up or what's the protocol you beat the shit out of them <laughs> yeah that's beat them up you throw feces in their face like yeah, what, what do we do what, if for you consequences? catch someone cheating you should at least be able to charlie horse them yeah. in the arm just punch them real hard yeah something there should be it yeah. should be like standard protocol for cheaters yeah it would be awesome like a, yeah kick to the groin so, something oh you know something else too is they make all these special dice now uh-huh. and sometimes the symbols are on the one and sometimes they're on the six uh-huh. you can order custom dice and you make the one and the six very similar models uh symbols yeah that's true so then you're like every one you're oh no that's a six <laughs> like, that's true that's right yeah yep. you do six yep yep and oh get this uh-huh. every time you roll a six uh-huh. right yeah you can't see that the one is different Oh no! You buy a thing of dice, uh-huh. and half of them have that symbol on the six, uh-huh. and half of them have them on the one. But you can show your opponent in the beginning. And go look! The symbol's on the six. Yep, oh, that's a good way to do and it. And because the six and the one are on opposite sides of the dice, yeah. anytime you see that symbol, they won't realize that the six is actually beneath the dice mm-hmm. because they're like, "Oh, that symbol is the symbol." Oh uh-huh. God, that's a shitty thing to do. Yeah, you can do that. That too. is a really shitty thing to do. But uh, anyway, I'm gonna oh. do it now. <laughs> So if you guys ever play uh, Pimp Ground, he wins a lot. That's probably the reason why he's been cheating. Well, what you guys don't see right now, he's actually loading dice as we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, I think he's plotting something. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for being on, and thank you for making me feel like less of a piece of shit because now you are also, yeah, in on this with me. I don't care. I, I'll, I'll bring a gun to the Warhammer. <laughs> oh God. I'll, I'll shoot some. I'll, not people. I'll shoot the miniatures <laughs> off the board. I don't give a or fuck. Or at least a slingshot. I'll win. I'll punch everyone in the fucking face <laughs> while I play. That's not really cheating. That's kind of like just dominating. That's, dude, seriously. Seriously, what if you did this? This is, like you said, not dominating. <laughs> Ahead of the game, you tell someone. You, you, you've, if I lose, I'm going to kick your you, ass. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to rape or, your face. Or you know what? No, no. Get on a topic of cars, uh-huh. right? You're like, oh, yeah, I drive a blah, blah, blah. What do you drive? Mm-hmm. Oh, did you drive here today? Cool. And then right before the game, you go, listen, I'm going to fucking key your car. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that your kid over there? I'm gonna eat your kid. What, what uh, a know. shitty thing to do. Just use pure intimidation. Oh, oh, they do the football field. They'll say stuff to each other. Oh, all they the time. did. Yeah. They talk, they talk shit. Oh yeah. So is talking shit. Does that ever come up in Warhammer? Really no. It's uh, a they they say from the get go Warhammer is a quote unquote gentleman's game. Uh-huh. You're supposed to be respectful. But you don't have to, to be. Don't have to be you, if you're a total a asshole. Game. Yeah, it could be a mind game thing. You totally say I'm gonna freaking kill your family if I lose. Keep like, knocking their models over by quote unquote accident with yeah. your tape measure. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, so being a dick's a way of cheating, I guess. Oh man, being a dick would be. But no one want to play with you. That's the thing. Well, you go to tournaments and no one knows you. Yeah. Where no one knows you, and that's God. That's a terrible thing. It I, is. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I just ruined our community. Mm-hmm. But what do you do? Cheat. Cheat. <laughs> 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 Eddie Guerrero, a uh, wrestler, uh, said, "I lie, I cheat, I steal." Uh-huh. So there you go. Um, also, you know, there's the always like, "Oh, look over there," and take a couple other oh. models. <laughs> But how would you not like notice that, <laughs> or shake the table? Oh man! Oh man! Sorry, That's... I bumped into the table. So this is our guide on how to be a shitty person, just in general. Yep. Intimidation, though, really. If someone told me they they like nonchalantly uh-huh. got because see, here's the thing. This is how hustlers get people, uh-huh. like on the street yeah. and everything oh, else. Yeah. They, They're the nice to games. you, yeah, and they talk to you. Good got back up, and they get you, yeah, <laughs> and then they get you to reveal information, and then they use it against you. Same yep. thing with psychics, yeah, like yep. the. I mean, some people believe in psychics, so whatever, but let's say at least the shill psychics, yeah. you know, the phonies. Yeah. The phonies definitely are like, oh, uh, you know, your grandfather's name started with an A. No, it didn't. Oh, an M. Yeah. No, it didn't. An F. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. That'd be... <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being on and thank you for helping me ruin our community. Yeah. No problem. Let's get brutal. Now it's time for Let's Get Brutal with the Pimp Cron, where we discuss my free rules, use your own models, 28mm skirmish war game with RPG light elements. Are you repeating with me at home when I say that? Have you heard that phrase enough in your life from listening to this podcast? So we are discussing the second supplement book, and it's Realms of the, uh, Realms of the Ether Realm. No, Lands of the Ether Realm. And it is the Psychotropics. We have been covering the Sacred Pools, and we're finished that now. We go on to a desert-like region called the Sand Sea. The Sand Sea is exactly as its name implies, a dry and sandy region full of shifting sands that often act like water. Certainly the Sand Sea can be walked on, but standing too long will result in a traveler finding their self slowly sinking into the sand. Many an unsuspecting traveler has gone to sleep at camp, only to wake nearly drowned in the sand. There are huge rock formations that jut out of the ground, which seem to be unaffected by the loose sand. Any towns or permanent structures to be found in this place will unerringly be situated on a rocky foundation. That being said, there are no large settlements of note in this area, and the swarms are to blame for that. Hmm, what are swarms? Any settlements that do exist keep a low profile, and as a necessity, nearly all of them have banned music, gunfire, or any other loud noises in their camp for fear of attracting swarms. More on that later. As for the residents of the Sand Sea, quiet and reserved would describe the people who live in the Sand Sea. As with nearly all regions, the actual races and home universes of these people are innumerable, but they have all adopted a quiet way of life. It is said that a person from the Sand Sea thinks a hundred words before they say one. It is quite 
a humorous sight to attend a festival held in this land because it features all of the elements of normal celebrations, but none of the sound. Arms waving, faces smiling, dancing, streamers, and colorful banners line the street, but only the whipping of the wind is heard. The economy of this area does not reflect the barren land in which it exists, mainly due to the sift mining and trade. There are multiple gems, minerals, and precious stones to be found in this area, and the mining of such has made the people of this place generally affluent. Efren's consortium and other organizations have tried to take over, or at least compete in this market for precious stones, but have all met with disaster. The consortium has this area marked as, quote, low profit in their records after num numerous failed attempts. None of them could master the art of silent sift mining or just keeping their minions from making too much noise in general. There are at least two Colgite Matrix outposts in this region that work the sands for metals and trade with the other inhabitants in this region. The flora in this area is what we'll cover next. Not much in the way of plant life can be found in this place, mainly due to the lack of water retention in the loose soil. Edible mosses spread on the shady side of rock formations, and delicious vines grow as well. The Skinny Maid is a vine that makes a milky alcohol with little effort, and the berries are so chewy they're often used as a snack like chewing gum. And that, I think, is where we're going to stop for tonight, um, before we get into the swarms, which is uh, one of my favorite monsters that are in the Aether Realm. So let's go ahead and call it a night for tonight. Thank you so much for listening to the Pimpcron Warhammer podcast. I appreciate it. I love each and every one of you. Please write in at pimpcron at gmail.com or facebook.com slash pimpcron. Or, of course, you can call our phone number in the show notes and leave me a delightful message of joy and praise. Or maybe criticism. I don't know. Anyway, we will see you next week with episode 32.